Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 131, Why Am I So Tired? It's July 26, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and so on. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any capacity. My music is by Howie Moscovich. Why am I so tired? Oh my heavens, people. This is an extremely common issue or problem in the world. So let me just free fall right into so many different reasons why you might be tired. If you happen to be new to my content, I would love it if you would visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com and enter my current giveaway. My disclaimer for you is that I'm not a medical health professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. You, as a consumer, should get your therapy advice or medical advice from a licensed healthcare provider, of which I'm not, and therefore nothing that I say in any of my content, this podcast or otherwise, is designed or intended to be medical or therapy advice. If you are listening to this podcast right now and you feel suicidal or perhaps you feel that life is simply just too hard for you, I am asking you to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. I am asking you to tell people how you're feeling and ask for help because there is help available. There's actually an extraordinary amount of help available. You may have to ask more than one person, but keep at it and do not give up, please. My next note is for the deaf and hard of hearing community. I currently have transcripts for all of my podcasts on my podcast hosting platform, which is rss.com. Within a period of a few hours to 24 hours, once a new podcast is published and live, a corresponding transcript will be generated. Hopefully, I am improving in my speaking. That's, That's what I'm hoping for. All right, let's just crack this bad boy open. Why am I so tired? Well, I was chuckling to my, I was chuckling to myself today uh, because I was thinking, oh, I think I'm too tired to do my podcast. Why am I so tired? The difference is I know a lot about being tired and we're going to just kind of break this out in layers with the intention that you can start to look at different areas of your life so that you can have a breakthrough and take some actions that will help you not be so tired. So the dictionary definition of tired as an adjective is depleted in strength, energy, or freshness, having one's patience, interest, or pleasure exhausted. As a verb, the word tired is defined as to diminish the physical strength of to make weary or restless, to use up all of the energy of something. So synonyms for tired are exhausted, lethargic, lacking energy, unmotivated, sleepy, worn out, burned out, tapped out, fatigued, drained, spent, run down. So you can see that the word tired has a very broad spectrum. There's being tired and then there's being exhausted. For this podcast, you can use, you can substitute any other word for tired. If the word tired doesn't resonate with you or doesn't do it for you, you can use some other word. And there are many emotions that actually lead you as a human being to feeling tired. And what was fascinating to me 
was in the preparation for this podcast, I pulled out my emotional vocabulary word sheet and the, the title tired, tired is not listed as, as a column or a topic, which I found very, very interesting. But the emotions that will lead you to feeling tired are depression, anger, betrayal, sadness, loss, loneliness, isolation, stress, stress of all kinds, problems of all kinds, trauma, anxiety, and more. So when we're talking about being tired, there's different ways of being tired. So if you could be tired physically, like you could have your physical body be tired, you can be mentally tired, you can be emotionally tired, you could be spiritually tired, or you could be tired in combination. You could have a combination of those areas that are tired. Now, in this podcast, I'm not dissecting or getting into the spirituality type of tired, which could fall under either what's called the dark night of the soul, which you can look up on the web, or it could be a spiritual awakening that is causing you to be tired. So either dark night of the soul or a spiritual awakening could be reasons for being tired spiritually, which I'm not covering other than mentioning them. But you can have tired being tired. So the question is, are you chronically tired? Is this a chronic problem for you? Is it intermittent? Is it like hardly ever or just recently? Like how often do you feel tired? I do want to make a very, very, very important note that if you are chronically tired or if of recent months or whatnot, you've been really tired, it is extremely critical that you visit your primary care physician or practitioner to rule out an underlying medical condition. This is extremely important because there are many things in the physical body that could leave you feeling very tired. One of them is undiagnosed celiac disease or gluten intolerance, different from celiac disease, vitamin deficiencies, mineral deficiencies, uh, improper hormone levels, your cortisol levels being too high or too low are just some of the areas that could leave you feeling tired, fatigued, or exhausted. So it's always prudent to use medicine in the way it's intended, which is to rule out any underlying medical conditions. And I will say that if you ask your primary care physician or practitioner to test your vitamin and mineral levels, they might say, oh, you don't have a problem with that. Well, according to the 2010 landmark nutritional research study that was published in 2010, 98% of Americans are not getting the proper nutrition through their diet. The U.S. government is the biggest supporter and uh, provider of nutritional supplementation in the requirements that foods are supplemented with vitamins and minerals. So you could have a vitamin or mineral deficiency unrelated to celiac disease or gluten intolerance. You could have malnutrition. You could have malabsorption. I do know people who've had those conditions completely and totally unrelated to celiac disease or gluten intolerance, but most physicians will not will not be educated to that level. You could be tired because of depression. You could be tired because you've had so much trauma. There are times when it is normal and reasonable and appropriate to be tired. And the difference is, well, what's going on in your life and when is it normal? When is it appropriate? Well, I don't know for you. I know for me, like, I know I'm tired right now. And I mean, not tired while I'm doing this podcast because I love doing podcasts and I love trying to help people. But I know what's going on in my life that leaves me feeling tired because of what I'm dealing with. So let me just kind of cover. So in this podcast, the next piece I'm going to cover with you is many underlying reasons why you might be tired. And what you can do with this after the podcast is you can print out the transcript and you can kind of use it as a little guide or a checklist to see, oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably tired because of that and that and that and that, and you can use it as a guide. 
So here are very reasonable and valid reasons why you might be feeling tired. Not enough sleep or poor quality sleep, an underlying medical condition, depression, anxiety, or other trauma responses, trauma bonding, domestic abuse or domestic violence, having too much on your plate, having a reduced emotional bandwidth, doing healing work or healing, growth and development, feeling stuck or trapped, not having emotional skills, grief, grieving a loss, a death or bereavement, having lost your sense of purpose or not having a sense of purpose in life, people being mean, cruel, or unkind to you, not having any goals or not having hope for a better day, a life that has been riddled with too many hardships, too much pain, or too much trauma or abuse, betrayal, suppressed anger or repressed anger, being lied to, exploited, or manipulated, feeling a loss of power in your life, negative thinking, overthinking, brooding, ruminating, or catastrophizing, being a caregiver of any kind, raising children or raising grandchildren, taking care of a special needs child or special needs adult, or someone who has a medical condition, not having enough love and affection in your life, or not having any love and affection in your life, having people who want to take you down or people who want you to fail, dysfunctional families, numbing your feelings or using distractions to avoid dealing with your feelings, irrational thinking, poverty, mental health issues, addictions, not having enough coping mechanisms, not having boundaries or having unclear boundaries or unhealthy boundaries, low self-esteem, feeling overwhelmed in life, economic abuse, being homeless, having too many problems or too many issues all at once, or too many life challenges within a short period of time, disempowering attitudes and beliefs, lack of self-care, not feeling worthy, deserving, good enough, being a perfectionist, not having assertiveness skills, beating yourself up, or being hard on yourself. Those are common reasons why people are tired. They're very common. And you could be tired because of five of them or 10 of them on the list. And what's important for you to understand is that you might be tired reasonably. So I do not want you to start beating yourself up if you're tired or you're chronically tired. I do want to go back to the point I mentioned at the beginning, which is please rule out any underlying medical condition. That's just the reasonable and prudent thing to do always. And you might have to see an out-of-network physician or practitioner if your primary care doesn't buy into, it could be a nutritional deficiency or malabsorption or malnutrition because we're not, we're not commonly even diagnosing people who have celiac disease. We're not, we're not even, we have not even touched the surface of getting people who have celiac disease diagnosed. So you might have to see a different provider, but in any case, it's valuable for you to bring compassion to your life as you look at, hmm, why am I tired? Well, it might be extremely reasonable. I assert it probably is. And at the same time, you don't have to spend the rest of your life being tired. Like you don't have to have being tired be your overwhelming operating status. And we do have people whose whole life, their whole life they've been tired. And hopefully through different little sections of this podcast, you will start to see, oh yeah, maybe that's why I'm tired. And so I start with, how did you get put together? This is not something that we're commonly walking around talking about, but most people, not everyone, but most people got put together by accident without intention as a result 
of either adverse childhood experiences, which is called ACE for adverse childhood experiences. You can check that out on the web. There's tons of amazing research about adverse childhood experiences and even a test you can take. Or they got put together as a response to trauma, dysfunctional family. So my questions for you are, wherever you are in life, whatever age you are, who taught you how to manage and process your emotions? Who taught you assertiveness skills? Who made sure that you knew you were loved beyond measure? And who made sure you had plenty of love and infection in your childhood? And who made sure that you knew you were deserving, you were worthy, you were good enough, and you were lovable? Well, it's very likely that no one did that. I would love it if that's what we were doing for children and young people, but that we know from the research that's kind of not what's happening. So you may be tired because of the way that you got put together accidentally as either a child or in your adult life, which means it's not your fault. It also means that now you can wake up and go, hmm, yes, the fact that I will not ask for help and I am fiercely independent is a response to trauma in my ch childhood or in my adult life or here, here or there, wherever. And you can start to make different choices and you can change your reactions to things and take, have a whole, you can have a whole new life. So my first piece of this is, how did you get put together? Well, most people got put together as a result of trauma, bad treatment, adverse childhood experiences, which are not your fault, and can leave wounds, scars, and all kinds of problems. So my request at this point in the podcast is you, you either now or you can either pause the podcast or do it after the podcast, is that you start to take a time out and take a pause to really start to be reflective, introspective, and really contemplate your life. Look at your life because the looking at your life will help you uncover the underlying issues or situations that might be having you be tired and being feeling tired is not great. <laughs> it's not, it's not like, well, yeah, I'm so happy I'm tired. And we have too many, way too many people who are tired, exhausted, lethargic, they have no energy. This is not the way to live. You can live your life that way. I just don't recommend it. So you could take a pause and go, hmm, yes, I am exhausted. I am tired. Well, what's going on with me? You can print out the list and look at all the different things. And then you can go, woohoo, guess what? I am deciding that I shall have a breakthrough in how I do life and how I'm putting myself together now intentionally. One of the pieces that leaves people extremely tired, exhausted, or disempowered, or, you know, in a bad split place, is disempowering attitudes and beliefs. We're not generally walking around talking about the difference and distinction between disempowering attitudes and beliefs or empowering attitudes and beliefs. But if you believe, like like 85% of the population, that you're not good enough and you are not worthy and you are not deserving, that is not an empowering view of yourself. That would be a disempowering view of yourself or attitude or belief, which we actually label as low self-esteem. So that's not empowering because it doesn't feel good. And there are many, many different kinds of attitudes and beliefs that you as a human being have, but you might not be aware of because we're not talking about it. I do have a podcast about empowering attitudes and beliefs that will start to walk you through different attitudes and beliefs that you probably have in your subconscious or unconscious mind undistinguished. And it is the distinguishing of those disempowering attitudes and beliefs that will help you move forward and move away from the beliefs and attitudes that tank you. Because it doesn't feel good if you're not feeling good enough. You are good enough. 
You are deserving. You are lovable. You are already worthy. You might just feel undeserving, unlovable, unworthy, what have you, because of your experiences in childhood or later in adult life. So one area where people can pivot or make a shift is discovering what's running the show in terms of what are my beliefs and attitudes. I believe people are basically good. The world is basically good. Of course, I know that there are some extremely evil people, evil, evil people in the world and do very bad things. I'm very well aware of that. I am chuckling, but no, I've learned that lesson. But it empowers me to feel good about people and the world, despite the fact that I know there are bad actors out there. If you walk around in life feeling like people are out to get you, and everyone's out to get you, that's not empowering. That's that's kind of painful. So I also want to mention that when you're tired, you may be healing. So sometimes when people go through a healing process, they more or less retreat or withdraw or cocoon because they're going through a healing process. What's important for you to be able to distinguish, though, is are you healing or are you depressed? Because people will retreat, withdraw, cocoon when they're struggling. So it's a sticky wicket to figure out, hmm, am I isolating because I'm healing and dealing with my emotions and the pain of my life? Or am I cocooning, retreating because I'm struggling? Like these are things that you have to sort out. And by the way, doing healing work can leave you tired. Leaving, you know, doing growth and development can leave you tired. Anything that causes new thinking and new patterns of thought require more energy because you are developing new neuronal pathways, which requires more energy of your brain, which can leave you tired. The next piece I have about this is trauma. And I'm really going to condense this from what I have in my cliff notes. Um, for the, to be brief, but trauma is one of the major, major underpinnings for why people are tired or exhausted. And they do not have insight into that because we are not openly discussing trauma, trauma bonding, betrayal trauma, betrayal blindness, all of these pieces that most people have experienced or may be in. So betrayal trauma, which I think covers an extensive amount of the trauma, which came from Jennifer Freyd, F-R-E-Y-D, PhD from the University of Oregon, who is the originator of betrayal trauma and betrayal trauma theory from her 1991 presentation at Langley Porter Psychiatric Institute, Betrayal trauma, this is a quote from Ms. Free's work, refers to a kind of trauma independent to the reaction. So it's not based on the reaction. Quote, betrayal trauma occurs when the people or institutions on which a person depends on for survival significantly violate the person's trust or well-being. Childhood physical, emotional, or sexual abuse perpetrated by a caregiver are examples of betrayal trauma. So we have many people in the world, maybe, I, I don't, I, would, I just shudder at the number, but a high percentage of people in the world who are walking around who've been, who have had betrayal trauma happen in their life and they don't know it because there is, according to Ms. Freed, betrayal blindness, blindness, which is the unawareness, the not knowing, the forgetting that people will do when it comes to betrayal trauma. So, it, you know, it's, it's something that we're blind to. And it happens not only in families and relationships, but it also happens in institutions, in the workplace, and in society. So, and so in, in an institution, it would be called institutional betrayal. And another piece of this is we have generational trauma, 
which is amazing and fascinating because we will have families where there are three, four, or more generations of domestic abuse or alcoholism or poverty or some other, you know, abuse. And another piece which could leave you extremely tired and wiped out is what's known as trauma bonding. I sincerely doubt that most people who are involved in a trauma bonding situation are awake and aware to that because we're not even awake and aware, in my opinion, to the high level of trauma, betrayal trauma, betrayal blindness that's going on in the world, going on in families and relationships or even at work. So trauma bonding is when a person who's been abused or is being abused becomes bonded with their with their abuser. So they develop an unhealthy attachment to their abuser. Now this is again not not necessarily knowingly, but um, this is what happens. And they may defend their abuser or feel a sense of lo loyalty or isolate themselves from other other people as a result. Because trauma can create very, very powerful emotional bonds that are resistant to change and hard to break through. So you, if you were abused or you had trauma and you are trauma bonded, bonded with your abuser, which could be your parent or sibling, could be your spouse, could be your boyfriend, girlfriend, could be your boss at work, it could be anyone, then the being tired is going to be a vicious cycle that perpetuates itself because you are bonded with your abuser unknowingly. So I hope you can see that that would be a very, very valid reason for being tired or exhausted. And by the way, I want to mention at this point in the little trauma piece before I move off of it, some of the impacts of trauma, which could be childhood trauma, Childhood Adverse Experiences, or Adult Trauma. Here's a list from the um, National Library of Medicine in the National Institutes of Health NCBI bookshelf, which is understanding the impact of trauma. So as a result of trauma, you could have, and again, these are normal reactions to bad treatment or abnormal circumstances. You could have PTSD, exhaustion, confusion, sadness, anxiety, agitation, numbness, disassociation, blunted effect, depression, persistent fatigue, sleep disorders, nightmares, flashbacks, avoidance of emotions or sensations, anger, fear, shame. You can see this is exactly what I'm talking about. How many of these conditions would leave you tired or exhausted? Well, almost all of them. So it could be that you're tired, feeling tired, especially if it's chronic. And assuming you've gone to your provider and you've had a workup and we've, you've eliminated medical underlying medical conditions that could be causing your tiredness, it could be as a result of trauma that is undistinguished, unidentified, and not resolved. The next thing that will really be valuable if you want to move away from being tired and have more energy is not being held hostage by your emotions. We in society are not teaching people how to manage and process their emotions. We're, we're not teaching that. And what happens is when you don't have high emotional processing and management skills and high emotional regulation skills, you become, uh, you, you are held hostage by your emotions because they have no place to go. You don't know what to do with them. So they run the show. You are either going to learn how to identify, manage, and process your emotions, which puts you in full control of your emotions or you become held hostage where you are at the whim of your emotions because you really don't know how to regulate them and process them. Now, the way to get out of this is the only way I know. I mean, if I knew other ways, I would tell you. But one of the ways to begin to build these skills 
is I have put together a free, it's completely free, downloadable document on my website below the Newsweek logo. It's a free emotional processing workbook. It's morphed into a workbook. I'm on version 4.0. Version 5.0 is coming and it will walk you through what you need to learn and how to do it so you can build these skills. My suggestion would be that you print out the workbook, you read it, there's, there's enough to read. It's not over the top, but it's you have to understand certain concepts if you want to manage and process your emotions the best way possible, in my opinion. This is the way I do it. It's a result of me deconstructing my own processes because I've been told I'm extremely skilled at managing and processing my emotions and it's complex. I mean, I was never taught this. I've never been trained in this. The reason we're on version 4.0 with 5.0 coming is because I'm still unearthing and deconstructing myself. This, if you go through the workbook time and time again, and I mean reread the content, go through the questions, what I promise you is your brain is going to be picking it up because your brain will go through extraordinary lengths to learn shortcuts to save itself energy. The brain uses a lot of energy. Thinking new thoughts uses a lot of energy and your brain will want to learn it so it doesn't have to like think about it. So go through the workbook and start to learn how to manage and process your emotions. Other than trauma, this is one of the most significant reasons why people are tired. It is. And they don't understand it because they don't have these skills. So I've, I've done the best that I can in the workbook where it is now. There is quite a bit coming in version 5.0. I know, I'm like, when, when are we going to be done with this? Well, uh, who knows? I, uh, hopefully, you know, soon. But print it out and learn this skill. I promise you, you will never, ever in a million years regret this. This is one of the pieces that you actually really have to have to be mentally and emotionally healthy. You do. So that's a tool for you. And whatever other tools I can come up with, I will come up with because my commitment is that you have this amazing life where you're not tired all the time and you're not sad all the time and you're not depressed all the time. So the next piece I want to cover in this discussion on why are you so tired is I call it holding it together or having a good cry. I do talk at great length with many people, and I have for decades, about emotions. It's my thing. Emotional intelligence, emotional processing is my thing. Happiness is my thing. Love is my thing. And one of the pieces is many people are living life just basically holding it together. They're getting through life. They're getting through their marriage or their relationship or their work day or they're raising their kid, whatever they're doing they're getting through it they're just basically holding it together and sometimes what's very valuable if you want to move away from being tired is to have a good cry every now and then because you have painful things that have happened to you or maybe currently happening to you you certainly in my opinion for sure, almost 100% have had trauma, some very deep traumas, some very bitter hardships that you might not have cried out and had a good cry about. Now, if you doubt the power of tears or crying, I do have a podcast about that because there are benefits to the human body for mental and emotional health to cry, which I talk in my podcast about on the power of crying or the power of tears. And in Japan, they actually have theaters that show sad movies so people can go and cry together in, in, a, communal, in a communal environment. And, and, and that's the whole intent of the theater is for people to go watch, watch something sad and have a good cry. <clears throat> now, there's even a, a gentleman, uh, Hufumi Shoshida, Sh 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 
who is called the crying therapist in Japan who travels across the country leading workshops on crying. It's a valuable tool. And, it, and the question would be, when was the last time you had a good cry? I don't know, but it's I do mention that in the emotional processing workbook because it can be very therapeutic and help you deal with painful, painful emotions. Now, in the area of being so tired, so that's it. Have a good cry. You don't have to hold. You don't have to hold it together. You can hold it together, but having a good cry is going to be very beneficial to you. I would get in the habit of being allowing yourself to do it. I'm not saying you're going to love crying in public. I mean, I cried in public and not loved it. And then I kind of got a little bit more, grew and developed. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm crying in public. So what? It's, it's appropriate. So have a good cry. You don't have to hold it together. My next piece of this is asking for help or support. For some of you listening to this podcast, you are tired or exhausted because you have too much to do as a human being. I hate to say it that way, but it is true. We have single parents or even married couples who are raising special needs children or children with medical conditions or caregivers who simply have too much to do, too much on their plate. I have the deepest compassion for this. And you're not the energizer bunny like you can be, but eventually those batteries are going to be dull. And asking for help is very difficult for some people. Okay, I'll raise my hand for I'll raise my hand for that. And that's one of my trauma responses is that it's very difficult, very difficult for me to ask for help. Now I do it. Oh yes, I have a lifetime of doing it because I do whatever it takes to have my life work. And when very bad things happen, sometimes I have to ask for, you know, help dealing with certain situations. So if it's very difficult for you to ask for help, it might be powerful for you to understand, aha, that could be a trauma response from my childhood, or it could be a trauma response from something that happened in my adult life. And if that's the case, you can sort yourself out and then go through the process, which might be painful, to ask for help. You're like, like there's nothing wrong with asking for help. I know I just told you I'm terrible at it. But I also recognize there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't like doing it. And I don't know that I ever will like doing it. But I do it. I do it. So if you are tired, it could be because you are trying to do what's not human. Like you're trying to do the job of two people. And I do coach people and I do talk to people about this because there are many people who are as one human being trying to do the work and the, take the load of two people. Well, of course you would be tired and of course you would be exhausted. And you might be surprised at who would show up to help you free of charge if they knew they could. I had people show up to my house to watch my three kids so I could go to the UB Medical Library over and over and over again back in the day when I really needed to do hardcore medical research. I needed to be in the journals, in the stacks, asking the librarians for help, and people showed up to watch my children for free. People will help you. Good people will help you and they will receive benefit. So you might be tired because you're doing too much. That's that. Another area which leaves people mentally exhausted, emotionally exhausted, and physically exhausted is that they are not engaging in self-care. If you walk around in the world like I do, at any store, just start looking at people. You can see people are tired. You can see some people are not taking care of themselves. You can see it. Are you taking care of yourself? Well, I don't know, but I do have a podcast on self-care and self-compassion. I am a huge fan of self-care. I do it every day, and I make it fun because, you know, I want to have... 
a healthy, happy life, that is never going to happen if I'm not getting enough sleep, eating the right foods. Of course, I will admit I do take supplements because I know about nutrition and, you know, doing all the things like having boundaries and, and, and taking care of myself. But we're not, we're not doing that globally as a rule. We have some people who are doing it and we have a lot of people who aren't. And the other piece of this is self-compassion. I did a podcast about uh, beating yourself up or being hard on yourself, that's kind of the norm, in my opinion. It is the norm that people are viciously hard on, the, on themselves. They beat themselves up. That's not having self-compassion. That's not being kind to yourself. And that could be a reason for you being tired, just like not having boundaries. Boundaries are very important and can protect your energy, protect your emotional bandwidth, protect you from being used or exploited, but we're not talking about that either. I have a podcast about boundaries, so I have podcasts that will help you. My point is, if you're not taking care of yourself, that could be the number one reason you feel tired. If you're chronically or frequently beating yourself up or being hard on yourself, well, that's not going to leave you feeling energized. That is certainly not going to leave you feeling empowered or happy. So there, this could be another piece for you that's leaving you tired. Another area where when you're, when you're tired, <laughs> one place to look is how are you managing your time? Because if you were tired, you might need to get more sleep. You might have too much on your plate. There's all these different aspects that I've covered already. What's valuable if you're tired is to have more free time. More free time that you can either rest or nap or sleep longer or sleep later. What's very valuable if you're, if you're tired on a regular basis is or frequently is to have more free time because then you can do more self-care or get more sleep or what have you. Well, time management gives you more free time. I do have a podcast about it. I've written about it. Like Literally, if you saved 15 minutes a day by using your time more effectively or being a little more efficient, that would give you an hour and 45 minutes in a week. Now, that's not quite two hours but it's an hour and 45 minutes. That's something. And there's lots of ways you can boost your efficiency and effectiveness with a few time management skills. And by the way, building time management skills is good for your brain if you don't have them because it helps develop the executive functioning of your brain. So there's very, very positive and powerful benefits outside of the fact that you will have more free time in the end. Now, another area that tanks people or leaves people feeling very tired or exhausted is irrational thinking and low self-esteem. Irrational thinking and low self-esteem often travel together, meaning they almost or frequently, they very frequently uh, are in the same person or they come together. So it's sometimes a double, double whammy. And having irrational thinking means that your view of life, your perceptions, your judgments are off. They're flawed, they're inaccurate, distorted, and the nickname for irrational thinking, not the nickname, but the other, the psychology term for irrational thinking is a cognitive distortion. And in particular, there are many cognitive distortions. I have a podcast on that, but one of them is being an emotional reasoner, and they can be hard to, to, to pinpoint. I'm getting better. In the last couple of years, I'm getting better at figuring out who's an emotional reasoner, but an emotional reasoner uses their emotions to reason with instead of facts. So if you ask them for facts, they're going to come back and give you their feeling. Well, I don't like them. Okay, well, what's the basis for why you don't like them? Well, I don't like them. Like they can't come up with facts to support that statement because they're using their emotions instead of facts. So this can leave people very, very tired because it is like looking at... Um, look trying to drive and your windshield is covered in mud 
You would never drive your car if your windshield was covered in mud. You would get out, you would run your windshield wiper fluid, you'd run your windshield wipers, or you'd get out and clear it off. You would not drive that way because you can't see. The, the problem with irrational thinking or cognitive distortions is people don't recognize that that's what's going on. And the same thing is true for having low self-esteem. Low self-esteem is a lens. It's a filter. It's how you feel about yourself, but it's the filter that all of life comes through for you. I happen to have standalone self-esteem. <laughs> That's a made-up term, by the way. Standalone self-esteem is, is a made-up term. And I operate differently than people because I feel good about myself. Like, I have no grand illusion that I'm some great person or perfect or anything like that. No, I'm not thinking that. I just happen to embrace the fact that I'm not perfect and I'm doing the best I can in life. And that's very different than feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I don't deserve good things. Oh, people don't like me. So these two pieces, irrational thinking and low self-esteem, either independently or together, can be a very big source for why you might be feeling tired. So when you have either one or both, it's life is altered. It's altered and you're not seeing life accurately. And those are things that you can get to work on. Now, the other piece that often will leave people feeling tired and exhausted is what we call overwhelm. Interestingly enough, I am of the opinion and I assert that overwhelm is actually a construct and it's a construct made up of your thoughts, situational things, your emotions bound up together in a cycle, almost in a circle. And to that end, years ago, and I happened upon this by accident, and had I known what I had fallen into, I would have paid more attention. But I do have a podcast and on my website on, in the November 2019 blog post, you can find a diagram. So what happened was I ended up diagramming this swirl of my thoughts, my emotions, things that were happening in a circle. And if you use the diagram I have on my website, you can figure out your own construct, which may be similar or it may be different, but you can use my diagram as a template. Fill in your own emotions, fill in the own, your own thoughts, fill in whatever. And what will happen? I, I, this is so amazing to me. I didn't know this was going to happen. I certainly would have paid way more attention had I known. But remember how I said earlier that your brain will pay attention and learn shortcuts because the brain needs to conserve energy? Well, I did this diagram and I kind of went through it a number of times. And then uh, because I was dealing with multiple tr concurrent traumas at the time. And my brain picked up on that construct, the diagram. And then when I got upset because something had happened in literally the time it took me to march up a series of steps, which was like, what, 13 steps, my brain went through the whole diagram and I was out of overwhelm by the time I reached the top of the steps. And I really haven't gone into overwhelm because my brain now gets this is the cycle. This is how it always goes. So instead of being in overwhelm for hours or days, and some people get into overwhelm and it lasts for days and days and days, you can literally short circuit overwhelm as a construct. If you take a look at the diagram, do your own diagram, your brain will pick that up. But overwhelm is one of those situations where you're exhausted because you're in overwhelm. So you can get out of that. It's just, it is the most amazing thing in the world. I can, I still can't believe it. But <clears throat> and anyway, so I have some additional suggestions to help you be more energetic and not feel so tired all the time. In addition to what I've already covered, of course, I certainly hope, because I think this is the third time that I've said it now, that you are going to rule out any medical conditions. I really am not kidding.
you cannot tell by looking at someone whether they have a nutritional deficiency or not. I hate to break it to you. You cannot tell that by looking at someone. I mean, we have people who are fit as a fiddle in terms of their BMI or their weight, and they are severely malnourished. You can't tell by looking at someone. So rule out any medical conditions. My next suggestion is that if you're tired of being tired, then be all in. Make a commitment. Yes, today's the day I am going to go on a journey to start to get my hands around this issue of being tired or being tired so frequently. So make a commitment. Be all in. I already mentioned self-care and self-compassion. That has to be in your daily routine. And of course, make it fun. Like, listen, make everything fun, people, <clears throat> or as much as you can. Um, make sure that love and affection and happiness are in your life. I understand how hard life is, but love and affection you can bring into your life, happiness you can bring into your life, and all of my podcasts or almost all of my podcasts will help you. My next suggestion is, without question, download my free emotional workbook and start learning that. Learn it, learn it, learn it. You won't regret it. Like, this is critical. I mean, it, not having emotional skills that I cover in the workbook is like not having a steering wheel for your car. Of course you need a steering wheel for your car. Well, of course you need to know how to manage and process your emotions. My next suggestion is you can do an assessment and inventory of your life. I do recommend doing that. <clears throat> and what I recommend is that you make a list of all of your good qualities, your strengths, your good character traits, your, you know, like everything good about you and let it sink in. You have amazing qualities. You have amazing traits. You have really good things about you. So start making a list and write it all out. And I do mean every good trait you have, every good personality trait, every good skill, every good ability, and let that sink in because you are amazing. You're just really hard on yourself, more, more likely. My next suggestion is, hopefully you're getting the importance of rational thinking. So if you discover that you have a cognitive distortion, don't be, oh no. Be like, oh yay, wow, good for me. <clears throat> and get to work on it. My next suggestion is, okay, this is like my favorite, one of my favorites, is, you know, bring fun, play, and, and childlike wonder and laughter to your life. It's truly amazing. Like, it is so fun. I, I, I just, I'm a fan. Okay. My next suggestion is take back your power. You might be feeling tired because you've had a loss of power in one or more areas of your life. Taking back your power is not something we typically talk about. I do have a podcast on that subject, which will help you to sort that out. But take back your power. My next suggestion is have a good long cry. Now, if you can't cry around your spouse or your significant other or your children or whatnot, okay, you're going to have to work that out. But you could, you know, listen to a sad song and cry when you're driving alone or whatnot. But start to let in the power of crying as a healing tool, as a therapeutic release tool, and my podcast on the power of tears and crying will help you. My next suggestion, if you regularly or frequently feel overwhelmed in life, it's time to put that to bed. And you can put that to bed. You will have to probably print out my diagram from the November 2019 uh, blog post on overwhelm, or you can listen to my YouTube video or, or watch my YouTube video or listen to the podcast, but you will have to visually diagram your own, or you could adopt mine. I don't know how that would work. I really don't know how that would work. But this is an issue you can actually put to bed with a little intention and action. My next suggestion, 
something else I like, is to have a reward system. Oh, listen, life is hard, people. Why would you not want to get rewards for doing what you have to do in life? Why would you not want to get a reward as a symbol, as a sign of your progress? Well, I don't know. You can make up your own mind. I do have a podcast about that. Of course, I recommend grabbing a buddy, getting a partner, or building a team to get to work on your life because you will be more successful if you at least have a buddy or you have a team. We know from the research your success will go up either over 65% or depending on how you do it up in the 90, 90 plus percent if you have a buddy or a team. My next suggestion is start setting little goals. Of course, your number one goal listening to this podcast could be to start to get in underneath the reasons why you're so tired. That could be goal number one. Start to take actions to bring energy into your life and deal with the things that are making you tired. Uh, my next suggestion is to make sure that you have clear and healthy boundaries. I have a podcast about that. That is, it is amazing. And you really, to have men, good mental and emotional health, I don't know that you, I don't think you could have that without boundaries. I mean, maybe you could, but I doubt it. And my next suggestion is ask for help if you need it. Listen, I know that many of you are literally doing the work load of two people by yourself. So it would be no wonder you would be tired. And I do promise you, I promise you, if you put out there, look, I need help. This is what I need. You know, I know it's hard for people who have special needs children or special needs adults, or even a child or adult with a terminal or chronic condition to get respite. I understand that. That's a very difficult problem. But I also know there are many people in the world who don't have enough going on in their life who would love to help you. It's a matter of getting connected with the right people. So ask for help. My next suggestion is that gratitude is a very powerful tool in life to help you have a perspective that gives you more energy instead of being tired, as does optimism. So gratitude and optimism, both of which I have a podcast on, and I'm not talking about positive thinking, by the way. I am not against positive thinking, but positive thinking is not the same thing as optimism. They are different things. I view positive thinking as kind of like a Band-Aid, and optimism is like the whole mother load of, of goodness. But optimism and gratitude will help you if you're dealing with feeling tired. And the other thing that can help you, as I mentioned earlier when I said do an inventory of your life or your, your, your goodness and your character and your qualities, seeing the, the beauty in your life can be very helpful when you're feeling tired. It's actually a good exercise to be able to see, you know, wow, like I, I really turned out okay, or wow, I really got through this, or I got through that, or, or seeing the goodness out of something bad. So seeing the beauty in your life is going to be more helpful to you than only seeing the negative things and the trauma and the bad things that have happened to you. I know all about, I know about every bad thing that can happen to people. I'm, sadly, I do. I'm laughing, but I'm not kidding. And I've cried it all out and I've dealt with it. It's ugly. But I also see the beauty in my life, which is miraculous and amazing. So if you have had months of being tired, years of being tired, or anything in between, these are the major underpinnings for why you might be tired, and all of them give you opportunities for action to make a difference in your life, because you don't want to spend the rest of your life, the rest of this year, the rest of this month, or next month, feeling tired. So, you have opportunities for action and making a difference. I hope you will consider sharing this podcast on social media. 
to help everyone else who most people are tired anyway. All right, that's it. Love you. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 131, Why Am I So Tired? I hope you have found some new insights and ideas so that you can take actions to interrupt being tired or being tired so often. I hope you will subscribe to my podcast so you get the new ones automatically. And of course, it would be valuable if you would share this podcast on social media because we know lots of people are tired. I love you. I hope you're doing well. Hang in there for now.